0: Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk,
1: and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash.
0: And on the turntable this week, we've got American Dream by LCD Sound System.
1: LCD Sound System, quite a different choice. I think the last couple of weeks have been very retro. Yes, definitely. With Bananarama, Aha. Aha. Uh-huh. And something much more on the edge of dance, rock.
0: Yeah, electronic, very, very
1: now, very current.
0: Very current, yeah. Especially, consider. I mean, obviously, there are a band who've been going for quite some time, but they took a break, they came back, and that's almost made them even more current. It's given them a new lease of life, I think.
1: Oh, absolutely, and particularly with what we're about to receive, um, we're truly grateful. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, LCD Sound System, uh, American New York Group, formed in 2002 by the man himself, James Murphy. Happy probably, birthday! Yes,
0: the reason we're doing it, we, we like to tie it into uh, an anniversary, a, a, you know, a single or an album anniversary or something of the like. Um, this one is simply because it's James Murphy's birthday this week. So, uh, a very happy birthday, James.
1: Happy birthday, Murphy. Uh, it was actually... Uh,
0: a, a bandmate who wrote into us and asked us to do this on the day. So, Al, that's Al Doyle of Hot Chip and LCD Sound System fame. Here you go.
1: Oh, it's like, um, is uh, Play School going to be on next? We used <laughs> to read the birthdays, didn't they, before? Play Bus. Yeah, it's Play School. Or it could be like, Jim will fix it. No. 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 no draw a definite and very final veil over that. Uh, so, yeah, formally in 2002. You've already mentioned um, what. At the, what has now transpired to be a hiatus, but at the, at the time was a was a definite definite end. But four years later, two thousand and fifteen, they came back, and I mean, we'll talk we'll talk more as we go through about the history, the influences, and um, and everything else in between. And do you count yourself as an LCD sound system fan? I am. I am a fan, probably not hard, not as hardcore as you. Or a lot of people out there.
0: I mean, to be quite honest, I'm a big fan of their music, but it's not a band that I've really devoured every single album. And it was actually this more recent album, American Dream, that we're talking about today is probably the first one where I've actually really enjoyed it and really gotten into the album tracks. And that was actually since seeing them live. So they headlined Lovebox a few years ago and gave a fantastic performance. And yeah, I think sometimes when you see a band live, it can actually... Bring it to life for you, kind it?
1: Yes, yeah, so it put it puts legs or names to or faces to a name that mm. then makes you, hooks you in, uh, as we hope this podcast does. Uh, but I think definitely this album they're most accessible and also the more the most commercial as well. Yes, which is no bad thing because if it brings more people to the group uh, and what they've done in the past, then good.
0: Yes, and you get the impression that James Murphy the captain of this ship, he wouldn't make it commercial because he wanted to sell my records. He'd make it commercial because that's the sound he wanted to make at that time. And having said that, actually, there are some really more commercial things on here, but there are a couple of tracks which are my favourites and we'll come to, which are far from commercial, actually. A real mixed bag. Lovely. Uh,
1: a tuck shop of treats. Oh, it's been a while since you've used that one. Yes. Been, two weeks. Men- first mention. <laughs> yeah. It's 2 weeks ago. Should we dive in? Let's please. So side one track 1 this is oh baby. So that was Oh Baby. Dan, as a starter for 10, or starter for 11, how did that measure up?
0: I, I like that, it's a really, because this first track to this album would have had probably more intrigue to it than the first track of any of their previous albums because of the split and this new get together, if you like. And I think it's a really nice introduction into is it going you know, for the fans at the time, is it gonna be a new sound? Is it gonna be the same old sound? And I think there are hints of both in there, actually. Mm, definitely. It's um, it's led by this electronic bass. And there's these hints and chimes of synths in there as well. But it's not, I don't think it's boring, though. I think it keeps you intrigued.
1: Oh, I think it's a, you know, I'm all one for a banger, but I think it's a lovely way into this album, particularly with some epic sounds to come. Uh, it's, there's kind of lo-fi, quite understated, like you say, with that kind of, Electronic twang to it. I wish I was a wish I was a musician, so I'd actually be able to tell you exactly what those sounds are. We're really not qualified to do this podcast, are we? Uh, or maybe that's exactly why we should. This is why we should. With the with the everyman. Exactly, everyman. Everyman.
0: We've mentioned a couple of times before that I really love the a, a good title to a track. I, when, I remember. Obviously, we talk about the physical art of an album and i I think one of the most exciting things is when you turn the album around and look at the track listings and this one doesn't disappoint and i think oh baby just as an opener is quite it's quite vague isn't it but there's some more intrigue to come with further tracks
1: well i think call the police emotional haircut i think we've all had an emotional haircut several you you once had an impulse perm
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was grieving at the time
1: (laughs) So, a lovely, lovely start. I think things will ramp up quite quickly um, as we get into the following tracks. Should we, should we continue? I'd love to, absolutely. Uh, so, this is track two, which is Other Voices. So, track two, The Other Voices. I love that one. It's got a real groove, yeah. that one, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I love the clipping and the clopping. Again, don't know the musical sound that it is, but clipping and clopping. When you say that, it reminds
0: me of the kid in the nativity with the uh, coconut shells. I look, the...
1: Or the glockenspiel. <laughs> it is
0: a lovely word, isn't it? Is it German, do you think?
1: Definitely German. Mm.
0: But yeah, great track. I, I, this one instantly makes me think, particularly because of the... Uh, there's lots of layered vocals going on. I like there's a bit of it. It's a bit they're imperfect, and I like that about. I
1: love. It. It's got almost kind of loose session feel to it, Definitely. which is great.
0: And this one live, I can imagine has got that, that grooves there as well. But just the the atmosphere that those vocals bring because it's a huge band. There's a lot of members to this band. Yeah, live, I imagine that's well, one. I imagine that's something great. I was there. I don't remember all of it. It's a bit of a new order situation.
1: You no, listeners, it's not the first time we've heard him say that, is it?
0: <laughs> but yeah, this I can imagine.
1: No, I can't, I can't stop saying this. <laughs> I
0: remember it was great.
1: <laughs> Something else that's notable with this album is we've often talked about for, um, like the complete music New Order extended edition. Well, actually, you, you don't even need this on this album because every track is like super size in length. Yes, which I, I'm
0: very happy with, and I know you are too. We love a long track because if the music's good, we'll let it continue, and we love a great outro as well,
1: don't we? We do love a great outro and we'll be on high alert for that as we go through the rest of this album absolutely and that's why we really struggle
0: to end the podcast I think every episode
1: we keep it going because
0: we just want that we
1: do meander on the, there have been some tight edits where we've had to <laughs> cut things off
0: I think it's worth pointing out that while James Murphy is as I said he's the captain of the ship he's the the, the master of ceremonies he wrote the first song Oh Baby on his own and then throughout the album he's collaborating with different members of the band so this one is with Nancy Wang and she is, um, she plays the keyboard in LCD sound system.
1: Not to be confused with larger-than-life um, chef. Nancy Lamb. <laughs> She's a brilliant character. Have you, have you ever seen her on the telly?: Nancy Lamb, lamb. Lam. Lam. No. She's you don't see so much now, but she used to do, um, she's been on like This Morning, um, Ready Steady Cook. Oh, yeah, and Pop Up. She was she was kind of loud and um, hilarious. But Nancy
0: Wang, not Lam, I think being the keyboardist, you can really hear that she played a part in the, in the rising of that one because there's so much going on there. And I think throughout this album, they're a very electronic band but using a lot of vintage instruments as well. And as I said before, there's lots of them. So you'll always hear throughout these songs, lots of layers. We love layers. It's, it's, it's a musical lasagna, this album.
1: <laughs> That's the cheesiest thing you've said. <laughs> it's more of a bechamel. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on now to track three. One of my favourites on the album, I have to say. S- so much so you had to interrupt me introducing it. To, Sorry, to her, but... I won't interrupt anymore. Uh, this this is-, is written by Al Doyle <laughs> from Hot Chip This is I Used To
0: you but i absolutely love that song
1: and also not that you not because you said it before we played the track but you can feel the influence of a hot chipper yes absolutely yeah i I love how that
0: song just builds gradually it starts off with just that drum beat and it's quite a almost feels like a bit of a classic rock drum beat as opposed to like more electronic one the organic keyboard or piano if you will comes in Followed by the bass, which sounds to me more like an upright kind of um, double bass. And then the kind of effects sprinkled on top. It sounds to me, because it kind of builds quite gradually, it's like, you know, like when Katie Tunstall does a track with a loop pedal or who, Ed Sheeran or someone like that, it's just them controlling it. I can imagine that, I've often thought of this when I've listened to it, that one person could maybe play the whole thing and just set the drums on a loop and then set the piano on a loop and then set the mm. bass on a loop and then manually add in the vocals and the effects.
1: I'd uh, love to see like you would do in, in a, in a programme like GarageBand, everything kind of lay, lined up, so seeing what all the different component parts are. Definitely. But
0: how does this fare on your kind of ranking of the? Because it's quite a different sound, it's quite more of an organic sound. How does this fare on your ranking of the,
1: the track to American Dream? I like it. For me, it's growing every track. So I like this one more than the last, and the last one more than the first, for the reasons that you outlined as well, the fact that it builds and you have got you know, the guitars in there, but also, you know, layers of electronica in there as well, Um, which is a dream. A, a Not British just, one? Well, well a, a intercontinental dream.
0: And I think we haven't really touched upon yet James Murphy's vocal and his vocal style. I really enjoy how he's one of these, the front man of an iconic worldwide known band, and he's Certainly, he sounds more like a crooner in some sometimes than an actual rock star or an electronic
1: singer. And think? that's why I like his voice, because it's so unexpected mm. in the genre of music that he's um, brilliant in. And also
0: the falsetto sometimes, it comes from nowhere, but it's, it's fantastic. Have you, have you seen any, because I'm right thinking you haven't seen them live yet.
1: No, not yet.
0: It will happen. You might, may have seen him on... Jules Holland or CD-UK or something whatever, <laughs> whatever you prefer he always performs with one of those sort of upright 50s style microphones you know you've seen the kind of the sound booths back in the day and I really like that it brings that classic classic quality to it.
1: Okay we're on to track number four now which is Change Your Mind. About you slipping away I feel you slipping away Don't want to hear, oh, no. So we were obviously on alert for... The, the outro police are on alert, a high alert for this album, and that was a classic example of what we're talking about there. And thank goodness. Of
0: course, due to very strict restrictions we can only play 30 seconds of a song and it's unlikely we're always going to play the outro but we can't recommend enough to listen
1: to this album in its entirety after the listen of this wonderful episode and that track for me again my favorite one on the album so far i'm not going to say that after every track but do you know who it reminded me of no franz ferdinand
0: yes i can hear that Mm. but yeah it's, it's it sounds like franz ferdinand but something stripped back from it, or something like that. But the guitar is very Franz Ferdinand. I was a wonderful bass going through that track. So the guitarist, then um, the co-writer of this track, is Tyler Pop. what a lovely name, by the way. Um, he is a founding member of the band chuk, chuk Chuk which is stylized as exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, uh, and has also worked with Hercules and Love Affair. Are you Love them Yes? Love them. Yep. I thought you would. And so, yeah, I think you can really hear that the guitar is almost like scratching its way through that track, but it is definitely at the forefront of it.
1: Uh, I was just just to go back to Oh Baby, I was just reading, actually, that the video for Oh Baby, uh, which was the lead single from this album. Was it a buzz track or was it the... It was the lead single. Oh, sorry. It was directed by Ryan Johnson who I last heard of directing whether it was the most recent Star Wars film or one of the Star Wars universe films big pedigree there
0: and rightfully so I think Mm. they are an iconic band it's interesting actually we've talked about how they had that break and they came back for this album this is only their fourth studio album so let's hope there are plenty more in them
1: oh I hope so please Uh, okay now track five Uh, this is How Do You Sleep was over nine minutes, that track.
0: And worth every second and worth every penny.
1: For me, it doesn't really get going until about three
0: and a half minutes in. No, but this is my favourite song on the album, I have to say. I I think it's more of a mini opera than a pop song. It's an absolute masterpiece. I I can't describe enough how much I love this song. It's probably one of my favourite... Let's not be silly here. Maybe it's one of my top 20 songs of all time or something like that.
1: You You were about to say something you were going to regret
0: yes and on live radio it would be a
1: mistake so thank goodness this is recorded (laughs) it's great and i think yeah for me from three and a half minutes in it really steps up a gear yeah
0: but i like that you have to build up to that you almost have to put the work in yourself as a listener and get to that point i mean imagine if this was released as a single and they brought out a a radio edit at three minutes 30 it'd
1: be sacrilege horrible and we've talked about that before as well yeah uh, when that's happened and um we won't mention it again. Still, no. still raw all these years later. Is it Untouchable by Girls Aloud? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned before
0: how the first time I saw this band was at Lovebox, that was in 2016. I saw them again last year at Headlining All Points East, which is the, the first time I'd seen them since this album came out. This song was performed live, and I hadn't really listened to the album fully yet, so I remember seeing this song. I remember this sort of 10 minute epic song. I remember this really strange introduction to the song and i remember enjoying it but not really fully getting it and now i would give anything to, i'd kill to hear this song live i'd kill you will you, you say blood. that with a
1: look in your eye yeah it's uh, very uncomfortable actually on james murphy's birthday as well oh, sorry james sorry, sorry about point. that we're at the halfway point i guess in the album with that track as well um but also i think a turning point for a change of gear yeah, I'm um, going into this next track. I would say this is my favourite track okay. on the album, and this is. Tonight Everybody sing the same song. It goes tonight, 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 tonight. I never realized these artists thought so much about dying. But truth be told, we all have the same end. Could make you cry, 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 cry. But I'm telling you, this is the best news tonight. Matthew, I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> LCD Sound System. And is this their most commercially sounding track to date?
0: It's definitely up there, I think, yeah. And this, if I'm not wrong, was the lead single, the
1: sort of first premiere of New Music. Yes, you're you're quite right, which is a, an error, an erroneous error that I made earlier, and I do apologise for that. I think I loved uh, probably one of the more immediate... These sounds in the tracks in terms of how how poppy and how upbeat it is yeah but again you can feel things build to the top yeah um and to that outro of the track but also lots of lovely little noises in there as well
0: yeah i think that's the thing that we love about electronic music isn't it is you every time you hear the song you can pick out new little bits and bobs from it a little effects in there and this one
1: when it's well produced yes
0: yes and yes and it's produced by james himself so of course it's well produced and probably a fantastic time to talk about no no we're not talking about that Oh, (laughs) probably a fantastic time to talk about the production work he's done for other people (laughs) (laughs) so james murphy has produced for many other bands my favorite of his i have to say is he produced arcade fire's fourth album reflector which is a absolute masterpiece it's i was a fan of arcade fire beforehand and like lcd sound system they've got this real kind of quite eclectic sound happening from lots of different musicians and i think he just brought his own electronic influences into that and created something incredible on reflector david bowie made a guest appearance because he heard them recording the title track and James went on to remix a track from Bowie's *The Next Day* album, which was his sort of one of his many comebacks of sorts. And he was reportedly going to produce Black Star, which ended up being mm. Bowie's final studio album, but that didn't happen. But he, he does allegedly guest on there on percussion.
1: Dan, I've had enough of you. I'm going to call the police, which is also a track. Seven. don't normally need Asking Twice to have a good old-fashioned rock out during a song. And we did it there. We definitely did it there. After a slow start, it's just really probably one of the harder tracks on the album.
0: Definitely. I think with this one, I can hear more of their influences that aren't probably as electronic. So when it starts, I hear a lot of the Strokes in there, a fellow New York band. As it goes on, I can hear bits of U2. Particularly songs like, if anyone's aware of, City of Blinding Lights from mm. their um How to Dismantle an, an Atomic Bomb album. Um and then it gets a little bit more anar- what's that word? An- anarchic. Anarchic anarchic.
1: Anarchic. There's a bit more
0: anarchy later <laughs> on. Uh and I hear bits of the fall in there. Yeah, I think this is their, as you said, their moment to rock. It certainly was our moment to rock. Is your neck all right, by the way? It's fine, yeah. Yeah. I know
1: I was thrashing around (laughs) quite vigorously, but... uh... Put your brace on now, so... (laughs) All sorted. Yeah, all nice. Also, just a correction, we were both wrong earlier. Oh, God. So the first single from American Dream was Call the Police. The second single was Tonight... And then it was Pulse, and then it was Oh Baby.
0: I think for the next episode, we should probably maybe do a bit of research <laughs> before we go into recording. Before think? we go
1: wading in, making confident statements about things. So we're on now to track number eight, which is American Dream. American Dream, probably the closest thing we will get to a ballad on this album.
0: Yeah, it's certainly to slow it down a little bit. I think the the energy isn't lost, but the tempo is just taken down a little bit there. You haven't talked about the artwork yet, so you must be quite a fan of that
1: one. Uh, yeah, I, I like the change of pace there, because I think it's still very much in keeping with the album, and you've had a few bangers there, so this is most welcome Yes. point. And this was actually
0: just... A, <laughs> I don't know if we are, um, once again, correcting ourselves. (laughs) This was released as the first single, as a double A side with Call the Police. Did we say that before? I don't think we did. I didn't say that before. No, you really should have. You're making us look silly now. Um, Likewise, I like this song. This is written by James Murphy solely. It's the first track to be written by him on this album since Oh Baby, at the start. And I think you can hear that. It's almost got a little bit of a more raw kind of demo feel to it. Yes, but yeah, you're right. The synths sound very... There's, there's a kind of... There's um, an atmosphere to them. It's almost quite a, quite a warming thing or something. It's, it's uh, yeah, a little bit more of a... If you think about it, Tonight, it's quite hard and edgy and it's for the club. This has got something else to
1: it. I do want to mention how successful this album was. Good. How well-received this album was. It was Album of the Year, named by Mojo and Uncut... Uh, and was nominated for a Grammy best alternative music album just just scanning some of the some of the scoring as well for the album reviewed pretty much across the board five stars a couple of four stars in there from a lot of the main um, review players enemy and the Guardian gave it five stars Rolling Stone gave it f- and q gave it four stars so very well received. So, track number nine now, and we're going to go back to talking about your hair, Dan. Emotional haircut. I'm sure I would have stepped outside with my emotional haircut. It seems that I've been misunderstood. The look of grave concern in your eyes and your surprise at mine. So that was emotional haircut. Another punkier, rockier number there. It was. It's quite punky, particularly with the shout. Emotional haircut. Yes, and he has got quite a unique haircut, actually, hasn't he? Do you Come know? I hadn't taken time to appraise it. Hmm. Well, what would you like to know? I'll I'll do it on the next tracks on actually. Okay. Um, but this is also a great moment to talk oh. about the fantastic oh. artwork on oh. the album. It's lovely and simple. It's a blue, cloudy sky with the sun in the middle. Uh, and in black lettering, in long black lettering, you've got LCD sound system, American Dream. I think it's very in keeping with the band. Yes. Now, interestingly, on the
0: back of the artwork, you'll see obviously the track titles all in caps. Bizarrely, on digital releases... The track titles appear in all small. Lowercase. Lowercase. Yes. Which is something that um, Ariana Grande's picked up on lately, hasn't she? Yeah. A lot of that's uh, thank you next, all lowercase.
1: So we're reaching the final track on the album. The album proper. The album proper. Because Pulse is available on the re release and the. Japanese edition. But obviously, on track by track, we do just go with the standard release. So. <laughs> This is the final track. Pop the kettle on because we've got 12 minutes. Uh, Not for you, listeners, you've got 30 (laughs) seconds, but we've got 12 minutes ahead of us of black screen. black screen and Dan what do you think of that
0: it's a very it's quite an emotional end to the album and I think in the right way it's fantastic the whole album's got these long six seven minute tracks and this is obviously as you said before twice the length I think it just really draws out that emotion that's coming from this one I did read upon research in this um, episode that this song was written as an written as a homage to Bowie who, as mentioned before, he worked with. Um, This album came out, well, over a year after Bowie died. So I think while it's not necessarily obviously sounding like Bowie's work, I think it's actually within the lyrics that you can really pick up on some of that. So there's there's talks of um, satellites and looking at Earth and things like that later on, which obviously David Bowie had lots of space references in his work. But I particularly like the bit about... Been saving email trails kept together. I read them back sometimes to remember the time I wrote to you, dot, dot, dot. But obviously they did have that professional connection, but no doubt James Murphy had also this which musician didn't look up to Bowie as an icon and a hero. So, yes, what what are your thoughts on this track as as a closer?
1: Um, I think it's not my favourite track on the album. It'd be great to do the dusting to. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you wouldn't be bored?
1: No. Uh, but I would say that I have just gone back while we were listening to that and I had a look at um James Murphy's hair. Yes. And it's quite quite standard. Do you think? I yeah. think it's quite 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 large for his age. Well he's got a good head of hair on him. Um uh, it's going grey but it's almost it's sort of badgery, but um that's no bad thing. No. That's
0: it's yeah. So it's, it's almost the sort of yank rock and roll philip schofield if you will
1: well yes i I doubt james murphy would know who philip schofield is or care
0: and i don't think it's going to pop onto the this morning sofa anytime soon either and good for him
1: yes but happy
0: 49th birthday to to james jeremiah murphy for this week
1: we reached the end of the album such a shame but we've got some further listening as ever to go through uh, a track each. Uh, we're back to the standard this week after our epic further listening last week. Mm, that's super deluxe. Indeed. Super deluxe uh, further listening last week. So Dan, I'd love to invite you to step up to the plate.
0: It's interesting because, as you say, we are just gonna we've we've left the the ballpark wide open for this one. There's no there's no set criteria. Just a, a an LCD sound system song that we love and that we'd love to share with listeners who perhaps haven't heard haven't heard much from them so mine is someone great
1: Do you think it's something great? It is. This is my first experience of LCD Sound System hearing this track. I can't remember if it was a, a playlist or a compilation of something, but it made me sit up and listen because the vocals were great, the words were great, the production, again, the, the electronic backing, the sounds, the xylophone. Is it a mm. xylophone?
0: Um, I was thinking it's more, it's almost like, like chimes or something. Mm. It, it could be a zither. I'm not quite sure of the, I of think exact instrument. But I'm glad you enjoy it. I think it was probably one of my first LCD sound system moments. And I think it. This one almost sounds effortless in how it comes, how it builds together. It's there's so many effects going on there. We talked before about how you can just pick out different bits each time, but the. There's a really vintage-sounding electronic bass, which we've heard a lot of in American Dream. That's still there. There's Those swirls are all kind of all over the place. If music was a visual thing, they'd be, you've been knocking them out of your way. The chimes, how they followed the vocal. And, yeah, just really nice lyric as well. I think it's so... I think they've created something really atmospheric, and that's fantastic because lyrically, when it's talking about when someone great is gone, it's, you know, it could be quite an emotional thing. In fact, you know what? Play this at my funeral, Will.
1: Oh, I'd, happily, actually, yes. Oh. Only because I'd enjoy it, and it would, be, it would bring something light to what would be a very sad day. Yeah, and don't carry on track by track without me. I thought it was like a Sugar Babes thing, wasn't it, where... <laughs> Have you got Muttier waiting in the wings? <laughs> no, I've got um, Jade Ewing lined up. Oh. When she's finished in Aladdin. Well what is your further listening choice so that would have been one of, one of my choices really but I'm gonna go with something from around the same time this is all my friends That's how it starts. we go back to you. I don't know if I'm being overly generous. This song, but that to me sounds almost like an iconic track now. Definitely, and
0: one of those where within a couple of seconds you know what's coming, which is not
1: doesn't happen too often. That, that piano, it's all kind of and out. that's what and that's what it's all about for me. Is that piano is brilliant and just relentless and there all mm. the way through. Um, this was such a big song as well when it came when it came out. And it was in 2007, it was named and referenced as one of the top tracks of that year. And um, And interestingly enough, as well, uh, there was a video for it um, directed by someone called Tom Cuntz. Sorry? Uh, Kuntz.
0: Sorry? K U N T Z. It is a fantastic song. It took me right back to the festival field, that one. I had a cardboard cup of cider in my hand and I was ready to throw it over the crowd. In fact, it wasn't cider, it was something oh, else. Oh, but. No. But also it really, although it takes me back to the very British festival field, also that New York thing coming through again, I think New York has got such an iconic music scene and often it is built up around kind of punk with a bit of dance in there as well. So like Blondie and the Strokes and Yeah Yeah Yeahs and LCD sound system of course fitting right into there.
1: And also, it's worth mentioning, on the release, included on the release, was a Franz Ferdinand version of this track as well. Really?
0: Yes. Well, I've never heard that, and I love how our this ongoing serial drama of Track by Track ties itself together nicely.
1: And, and funnily enough, you might be feeling the same way next week.
0: Are, are you about to give us a hint of a tease of what we can expect?
1: Um, hang on, so, let, so we're out of time. Da, 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 da. Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease of what to expect. Oh, that that was a very quick change. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just Uh, while it's still relevant to what we were talking about.
0: Yeah. So next week, we have got a four-piece British band. Last year, they released their fourth studio album. We're talking about their third studio album. And its producer is someone that we've talked about a couple of times before. It's not James Murphy.
1: And it's not shares producers
0: that were telling us about very the kindly problems. got in touch got some <laughs> wonderful feedback
1: no it's it's not nothing nothing so i think you've already said too much <laughs> um but let us know as ever what you think about LCD sound system and about our ramblings
0: yes please do at move to trash uk on twitter and instagram
1: and also don't forget subscribe
0: to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes And it's always an absolute treat to read your comments on Apple Podcasts as well. But if you're not on Apple Podcasts, we're now on
1: Spotify. So uh, until next time, I've been Nancy Wang.
0: And I've been Al Doyle.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.